0: no purchase necessary, void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for
1: details. Hi everybody. <laughs> Hope you're all safe. And well, if you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing, hit the bell icon so you made it anytime we put new content on. Today's guest now. Remember when we used to go to live football? I remember that time. Um, well, so if you went to the club shop or in the fan zones, you would hear Andy, and, and obviously we've had Simon on before, and Dave, uh, the three of them will be busting out the tunes in the in the club shop and uh, the Heineken bar and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're trying to get back some of that sort of match day experience. So, as I said, we've had Simon on. Now we've got Andy. We'll get Dave on eventually. But we've got Andy Bridges today. How are you, Andy? How's things with you, mate?
0: i'm good russ thank you very much for asking um
1: thanks for uh, having me on as well
0: uh yeah yeah it's, yeah I'm, I'm very well thanks
1: yeah how are you coping in this new world that we live in ah
0: it's i'm finding it tough to be honest with you i mean yeah. just not not even going to football not playing the tunes i find it that really tough and it's yeah. just not the same watching it on tv and then when you are watching it on tv there's no crowd there, and there's no atmosphere it's yeah very weird
1: do you have the crowd noise on or off when you're watching the telly it depends what channel i end up on to be honest with you <laughs> i don't know
0: typically looking for crowd noise but if it's there it's there I mean, yeah I, to, I would love to have that job the one that pushes the button especially the one where they shoot and it just misses and they go ooh, ooh.
1: Well, that's the thing, and it's not. I um, who was I talking to a, a while ago? We talked to someone who worked for Sky, and I thought it was a poor little sap with a soundboard, but it's not. It's all done through AI. Wow! And it's all done through. It's incredible, you, but no one knows it how this happens. But it's done through the Opta index scores, and so if if a crowd if a, if a home team's on the advantage, and the crowd noise will increase, and it's it's that sophisticated. And um, although it couldn't figure out. When a team was dominating and then there was a breakaway. Um own goal. That's the only sort of nuance. He couldn't that the, the computer said no. He just couldn't understand how that would happen. Um, although I thought it was funny at Norwich when we played Norwich and Norwich that the robots booed them off the park at half time. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, that was yeah, yeah. that was that's really harsh. You know, yeah. you know, that that Al oh, Farker was right up it when uh when the the robot would C3PO and R2 D2 uh turn on you, but it, you know it is what it is, and I just think it adds to something. Um I mean, even when I, obviously I'm obviously i still at the ground now because obviously they still need the music in the ground. So um, it's weird. It's very, very weird. And so I have to always put on some sort of one of the YouTube watch alongs or something just to have some sort of something in the background because it is really quiet. It is like horrible. Um, but. I get a good car park. I get a car park space, so you know, you know, so it's not, not too bad. But no, I can't wait till everyone comes back. And obviously, for you guys, you know, getting back and you know, just doing the whole sort of match day experience and, and playing all the music, and everyone loves it. And uh, I know Simon loves it as well. It must be nice doing that because as a, as a fan, sort of contributing to sort of the fan experience, you, you must enjoy doing that.
0: Oh, immensely. Um, I mean, I fell into it really quite by accident. Just knowing dave who knew simon yeah. and um i'd started dave and myself had, had spun a few tunes at various places um oh i'm gonna name drop here we spun a few tunes at a grilla gig at glastonbury
1: oh uh, a few a few a few places <laughs> yeah. just just the biggest yeah yes yes, yes. nicely yeah. done there andy carry on any yeah carry on That's you know, not too um, named. Uh, simon was on holiday and he couldn't do the
0: game and he said that dave do you want fancy filling in for me and dave said to me do you fancy coming along and f- helping me out i was like yes and that's how and that's how we, uh, we ended up and of course simon came back from holiday and got the job again in the in the club shop and then about three weeks later they said to him we want you to do a heineken bar and he said well i can't be in two places at once and they went oh well, we'll just get somebody else in so and he, simon just went
1: it's over to you, youtube we went, yes thank you <laughs> Brilliant, isn't it? I'm I'm the same. Literally, I I fell into it and I've been there 20 years now. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's brilliant, but it's nice, isn't it? Being a fan and sort of doing feel like you're you're really part of it. And you know, obviously, you know, with the as with the stuff that Heineken bar and the club shop, you know, you get like you know, Carlton will turn up and have a bit of a boogie, you know, backstage. And and obviously, you know, when they do, uh, I know, and when Simon used to the club shop and they had the um, they had Dev and people doing the signings, and you know mm. it's great. It's just nice because you feel like you're part of the club, really, isn't it? That's how I feel, yeah. um, and I love it. It's really, really, nice, particularly for a West Ham fan, it's be- brilliant. It's nice for the fans to know that it's a West Ham fan doing it as well. Do you know what I mean? It's not like yeah. just a generic person's playing music, you know. And it's uh, I mean, the closest like, we got to that was um, Clyde Best did a signing in the shop,
0: so so we, we we rushed down, got the book signed, and Dave said to him who do you like who do you like music and he said i really love french and so he rushed back upstairs and put some
1: Ardra on him. yeah that's it that's it. and funny enough i remember i remember this is like this is this is revealing the fourth wall but um when we were when pardy was was in charge he would bring me and jeremy at the time into the manager's office um and sort of ask literally he got he he was so controlling in terms of the atmosphere he wanted to know what music we were playing like pre-match and he always, every week was like, you got to put a bit of Sinatra on. I was like, really, really, Alan, you know, really, you know, a bit, a bit of, you know, I don't know, New York, New York, when we're playing Fulham, you know, is it going to really cheer the crowd up? Is it going to? And so much so that I remember he went to, I think it was the Rat Pack live at the show at the, at the Savoy theater. And, um, he got he got backstage and he actually brought in the Dean Martin impersonator to the ground for like we were playing someone like Fulham or something like that. And he got him to do a, a couple of songs. And uh the poor bugger couldn't remember the words to bubbles. So he's going halfway through, sort of riffing bubbles, you know, <laughs> uh, through blowing bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, i used to love that he used to come with the craziest ideas he'd, he'd go to like florida and come back and he, he was like i saw SeaWorld." he was like going to the sea and how they got players and they got sort of fat that the people going to the actual um shamu shows and they were asking them questions and the camera was zooming in and they were giving their answers with their fingers we were like no <laughs> could you imagine zooming in what's the answer Answer one, two, or three. Yeah. Yeah. One or two, yeah. <laughs> or brackets. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. That's all funny. And obviously, you know, as we said, you were a West Ham fan, and, and that's what's brilliant. And So why why are you a West Ham fan, Andy? What's your story? Why are you a West Ham fan?
0: Oh, man, I grew up in Green Street. Oh, wow. My, my, my grandparents lived in Halley Road. And, uh, we lived in uh, on the corner of Halley Road and Green Street in a flat above a shop so uh, i just don't ever remember not supporting west ham
1: yeah
0: i just i was always kind of there it was always there <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah yeah do you remember do you remember your first game up the yes. park
0: oh man yes it was february ah hearing lies the tale <laughs> it was it was a monday night i was i was six it was 1970 it was february it was february the 13th ni- 1970. West Ham played Coventry and Coventry wore well, their green and black stripes. Yep. We lost 2 1. And I could never remember why I'd gone on a Monday night. It seemed really weird that like I was six. I had school the next day. And yet, my, my mum was a cleaner. She worked for a, a, a butcher called Jack Bush who lived in Chad And he had a, a son, Martin, who was older than me. About yeah. I suppose about 10 years they they were west ham fans so the influence was was from there and it was actually jack and martin i went with to my first game so we went on a monday night and i had school the next day. i could never work out why and i looked through all the record books and i couldn't find this game on a monday night and i was like what the hell happened and you remember you remember as you walked up to upton park from the the bar the ronford road into the to the barking road end there was a a cafe about 100 yards away from the ground was orange and in that front garden, there was a program seller uh, most match games. And I went up to him one day and I said, it's going to seem like a really strange question. I've never been able to find a program for this game on a Monday night. And he said, oh, yeah. He said, I know exactly what that is. He said "It was supposed to be played on a Saturday. It was called off because the, fl- the pitch was flooded, but they played it on a Monday night. But they didn't reprint the program because it was only two days. But they used the same program for the Saturday.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's, that's <laughs> so like West Ham, isn't it? It's so <laughs> West Ham. Nah, it's all right. no no difference.
0: So, so I said to him, "I don't suppose you've got one." He went, "I've got one right here, and it's it's in the it's in the back room
1: there in a glass yeah. cupboard." Fantastic. It's hey, yeah. so West Ham. It's like oh, it doesn't matter. It's not like we're going to talk about it fifty years later. What <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then you're hooked in it, and I've been funny, you know. And although it's a school night, it's not like you've got far to go home, Andy, have you? The game, so you're home in 10 minutes, that's not too bad. And obviously, once that's you, you, that's it, you're hooked once you're in, yeah, you just can't get out. No, no, you do, (laughs) no. And obviously, doing the stuff with um, the London Stadium, when obviously we had fans in, um. Must have been fun because obviously fans are coming up to you and interacting with them, and you know coming up and talking about the music. It's just nice, isn't it? It just it just, it's yeah. just it signifies the whole West Ham yeah. family feel, really, doesn't it? I can imagine yeah. for you particularly.
0: It's, yeah, and it's it, the amazing amount of overseas supporters that just want a photograph. Yeah, just, just with the DJ, you know, really okay if you really want. And we get, put the headphones on, <laughs> make yourself look yeah. like a DJ, and they're like, oh yeah, thank you, man. <laughs>
1: Oh, it's brilliant! Honestly, we, that's the one. Th- that is the one thing I love about doing this channel: is talking to the overseas players, overseas fans, rather. Obviously, I love talking to all fans, but the overseas ones just have this extra bit of fanaticism. I think it's almost weird I mean, I, I mean, I live in Ornchurch you know, at the moment. So, you know, I'm twenty 25 minutes away from the ground. You know, you almost take it for granted, really, or you did until recent events. People took it for granted where there are some people obviously the scandinavian hammers or i've had people from the west coast the east coast india they may come over once a year maybe once every two years and so that you know they cherish every every second of it and uh oh they just it's it's wonderful honestly some of us we interviewed uh the other day interviewed one of the guys from the fresno irons who are absolutely nutters, so much so that they would go to, <laughs> if, they, if they were playing, it was West Ham Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, they would go to the Chelsea bar in Fresno. So they'd, they'd play away and so I, it's honestly i just it, i was sat there absolutely meant i was laughing and they do they get all the kids and they get all the bubble machines and they get all the coloring in so the kids can do all the coloring in while the dad's because it's like 4 30 in the morning for 12 o'clock kickoff I, I i wouldn't get up at four thirty to watch west ham i i just i wouldn't so it's like you know just catch the highlights or just catch the alternative commentary from west ham clips um that's what i would do but uh i love it man it's it's the the the, i mean the indian guys you know indian hammers phenomenal i've got a guy from hong kong coming up soon and australia and you forget i mean you you can obviously you appreciate it because you're sort of you know doing this the match day and seeing all the fans and they're coming up to you how global our fan base is i never really assumed it was so global until i started doing this channel same with you probably with the dj stuff
0: oh we were set we were sat next to um a couple from france and they'd only come to West Ham because Pi had gone to them,
1: and they wanted to come and see the club he played for before he went to them. <laughs> Brilliant, oh, I love <laughs> it. <laughs> well, I suppose it's like now with like you know we've got this random, uh, this sort of random affiliation with Sparta with uh, with Sparta Prague now. Obviously, with Sucek and uh, and obviously Sufau and. Um, mr repka as well um so you know we're going to get hopefully a few more you know sparta prague fans coming yeah. over and uh and sort of key and vice versa you know because it's like i mean they're champions league they were champions league and stuff yeah. so no it's all good fun i love it it's, like, it's
0: just stadium some of the facebook um west ham facebook pages now we've got like 40 million algerians supporting us all of a sudden because we signed that bloke from brentford
1: <laughs> yeah well we had because they, they we had them when we yeah. signed for Gooley, yeah. and they all left. it's like when yeah. we had when we signed um uh, chicharito we yeah. the west ham you know west ham marketing team created a spanish version of the website and yeah. uh we still have loads of of mexican hammers because of <laughs> chicharito and despite the fact he never he very rarely played he scored when he played but he very rarely played and then obviously going to la galaxy but it's the same with um we had um we had jeff from the Cotley rejects on a while ago and he was saying he would they would be playing in some random bar in argentina mm. you know uh, in some you know slum town and it'll be full of west ham fans and like you know in the shirts and doing the crossed (laughs) irons i love it honestly it's so funny and as i said we've been social distancing for years we're used to this because we don't talk to each other we'll just see someone who's a west ham top across the road and we're all like come on come on irons 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 and that's it we don't need to shake hands we don't need to talk we don't need to hug we just know they're west ham fans so um that's no, brilliant, man. And as you said, you know, yeah, from the seventies onwards, you know, that's fifty years of hurt. Oh, yeah. You? yeah. Yeah, Yeah, oh, yeah, yes. Fifty years of a lot of, not of thin, not much thick, or vice versa, whatever it is. But, um, but you still go, don't you? It's like you're, yeah. you know, you're still a. Um, I think we're quite. Is it a, is it a sadist? No, we're not sadist. Um, what's the one where you you like pain? masochist that's it yeah. i yeah. ma- yeah. I think we're as masochists of pain aren't we really being a West Ham yeah. fan yeah. but it's but it's all right at the moment we're enjoying yeah. a bit of bit of form at the moment
0: yeah yeah I, and i think i do actually think it's the crowd that, not necessarily uh, for west Ham, but i think for some of the teams not having a crowd for them is it, they don't know what to do with it yeah. i mean you've got our way form you're not getting any stick from the home fans so it's like it's like a home game for you, really. So I, I think that's why we're getting some crazy results in the in the in the Premiership.
1: Yeah, no, I agree, and I, and I think also I think you're right. It's it seems that yeah, you know, it seems you, you can see the teams that are struggling without the fans. So I would say someone like Sheffield United, Burnley, traditionally they've got a very tight ground, yeah. and so they're used to the fans being oppressive towards the opposition. They don't yeah. have that now, um, and you know. S- you know where there was that issue. People mentioned, you know, in terms of London Stadium, the crowd aren't there either way. So it's like a, as you said, it's it's like a same as when we played like you know at Leicester. We played at King Power. Leicester's crowd are just nutty, and mm. um you know for us to turn them over and they would not get shot on target, an uh, official shot on target. Obviously, they're the yeah. goal gets allowed. Um, but yeah, it is I think that's why we're having so many crazy results. You know, you get Villa turn up and turn over liverpool and you know and it's yeah. uh, but i just think also it's just it's just i think the defenses are just really shit this year you <laughs> see it, it does it just seems to be just more like yeah. they've they all been playing fifa you know like because it is like you know you just see the fullbacks aren't really defenders now they're just like wingers and yeah. and the, the game is so fast i mean you look at antonio at the moment antonio is literally tearing shreds out of every defender and we wouldn't say that Sort of six months ago, he would he could he was capable of doing that, um, but yeah, no, it's exciting though, isn't it? It's like every game you don't know what's going to happen, you know, and so I think we've only had one nil nil so far or two nil nil-nils so far since the Premier League started again. Yeah. So yeah. long may that continue because we like to be entertained, don't we? It's goals, isn't it? And goals are yeah. entertaining, yeah. yeah. And we seem to be scoring a lot, so yeah, it's, it's, it's going well, all right.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's right. Yeah, I mean, it's weird because spurs spurs away felt like a win yeah but but main city that felt like a loss
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's so true and we sort of sat there and it's like you know when that lanzini goal went in and everyone went crazy and and then you're right then the west Ham, you know it's always like west Ham. there's always like a we've always got the pessimistic side right next to us so as soon as like something good we know oh we're going to probably lose the Bernie now but you know it's like what yeah well done you know come out from 3-0 we shouldn't have been 3-0 down at the same you know it's it's always like it's always tainted west ham i've mentioned it before but i think supporting west ham is like learning to play the guitar so you have to go get you have to get your fingers all callous don't you to get to be able to push the strings properly and that's being a west ham fan we've been calloused so long that we can't we can play a tune but you know, we don't enjoy it because it hurts too much after a while. <laughs> that's brilliant, oh dear. But yeah, and that's that's why I love it, man. Right, let's let's talk about your eleven, Andy. Um, right. As I said, you know, everyone we've had on the channel gives their their hammers eleven. It's the, it's the name of the channel. It's the whole point of it, really. Um, and the idea is you pick your your eleven. Um, you can but use whatever criteria you want. There's no rules. I think Simon put Bobby Moore in goal for fuck's sake. So you know, so it's like so you know what I mean? So it's not like it's out there, but it's your eleven. So that's why it's important. And the only rule is you have to be alive to a seed and play. Now, fortunately, or unfortunately, or it's up to you how you describe it, you've got quite a nice spread. You're quite experienced yeah. as a fan. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so you've got yeah, quite was, a,
0: good... a load of people that I had to reject. <laughs> Plenty i can imagine
1: like yeah like crossing them out for you yeah. know like last yeah. minute transfers yeah. Yeah. out of yeah. the club but um yeah. right okay Let, let's start off in goal then andy who's in goal for um for the bridges 11
0: right well i was gonna i was gonna go some, i was gonna go really off the wall here because we've had so many good goalkeepers over the years you know how would you choose between them And i went i know i'll go jimmy walker but i thought no no he only and i looked it up and he'd only played 13 league games over five seasons and i thought even though he made that save against Frank Lampard in the in the Littlewoods Cup, we should go in for that. But I thought no. Nope. <laughs> so the only time I've ever owned a season ticket was back in the early '80s, and the girl I was seeing at the time was called Jane, and she had a massive crush on Phil Parks. So so we, I bought her a season ticket and myself one, and we in the chicken mum. So in the first half, we used to go and st- stand in line with like between the penalty spot, basically, so yeah. she could look at Phil Parks. <laughs> and, like, in the cheeky run, all the other fans would be down that end watching West Ham attack. So we have acres of space around us.
1: <laughs> Stretch it out and everything. Brilliant. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And
0: then you would think, in the second half, we'd go and watch Phil Parks. We'd go, no, no, we'll stay down this end and watch West Ham score. But, of course, yeah. all the other fans from that end go, we want to see West Ham score. So the first half, acres of space. Second half, like that.
1: <laughs> oh, I love it.
0: That did the entire season first half acres of space second half no can't move
1: oh brilliant so that's so, Parksy.
0: yeah so purely for Jane Phil Parks is going in
1: goal exactly and Phil Parks who, who recently turned 70 bless him yeah. Yeah, he I did, know, yeah, yeah. We yeah. read his yeah. daughter on the channel and and everything. No, he's a great man. Uh, and he, as and he grew his hair. He grew the mullet back just for yeah. uh, just for his seventy. Or so God bless him. Right? Um, are we going to play a four four two? What formation Number we brain, play? Three five two. Oh, okay. I like it. I yeah. like it. Three yeah. five two. Right. Let's go for the first of those that back three then, Andy. Okay, you've already mentioned him actually, Thomas Ripka. Oh. I just
0: love the fact that, I just, well, I just love the fact he was so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, talk about somebody who gave 100% for the goals. I mean, literally, I don't think he would be able to play in these days. No. He, he, never, he, <laughs> he got sent off twice in his first three games for us. <laughs> so, so, and, then, and then he played for another four or five years, and he only got sent off twice more. But he was just so uh, in committed in attacker it was just and he just looked so hard i just yeah. love the fact that he you know you thought no no certainly everyone talks about these hard center forwards i bet when they thought because well, mark him in like, right i'm not as hard as i thought i was
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and <laughs> and he's, he's he's become more of a more of a cult hero since he's retired yeah. because you know his his rap sheet so to speak after he left is he's it's quite impressive and so yeah. uh no, yeah and i, I know we, we love a nutter don't we we love a hard man yeah um and i love i think Repka's a, a great shout i just think he's uh you know for us he was for my for me particularly he was he was always hard as nails but you know the facts were obviously when we when he his last game and we sang him off the pitch and he was crying his eyes out yeah. You know, you know, maybe I I don't think he's ever had that sort of affection with a crowd. You know what I mean? To maybe he said no, never had a, anyone chant his name. You know, it's like not like the most obvious person to do so. Yeah. No, I think he's great, yeah. and he appears in quite a few elevens as well. You oh, know, man, it's man. like which is uh because of that sort of hard man image. Yeah, you know, people love a hard man, and uh, yeah. particularly at West Ham. You know, yeah. since since probably the likes of Julian. We haven't really had hard men. You know, it says it sounds, if someone's tuned in at the wrong time, it's not going to make no sense. know, um, yeah. yeah, Tough men, not hard yeah. men, tough yeah. men. So, yeah. uh, no, Repco is it, man? Um, I really think uh,
0: he, could, he, he wouldn't be allowed to play these days. No. Nah.
1: Nah. VAR'd every game. <laughs> yeah. Probably yeah. three times a day, you know, because he used to do load, loads of stuff off the ball. Uh, loads of stuff yeah. off the ball. And, yeah. um <laughs> He was a naughty boy, but uh, yeah. all right, we'll put Thomas in. Who is next, then, Andy? Okay. In complete contrast to Thomas, S- Steve Potts. Oh, I'm liking this team.
0: I mean, uh, he had no right to be a centre half. He's what five foot ten or something. He should five, have I think his. it's
1: five seven. I think five oh, seven, five man. eight.
0: Yeah. Oh, but he was so cultured, and it yeah. was criminal that he only made 399 league appearances. He were not brought on in that last game to make 400 just just criminal but he was but, so cultured and i just you know just what can you say he was just so cultured on the ball and he just thought every time he got it you knew it was in safe air or safe
1: yeah. feet yeah i know what you mean and it yeah. but it is it's a thing with west ham isn't it i mean bonzo 799 you know and and, and yeah. it, it, it happened or 600 um but uh yeah potsy and actually we're doing a big thing about him soon actually we're doing like a legend so we're doing like you know uh uh of this is your life but west ham type thing and, and Potzi's the first our first uh, player we're doing because i just think he deserves a lot more credit outside of west Ham than he deserved he should have, as you said if he was half a foot taller he would have been in the england squad or in the yeah. usa squad you know yeah, technically yeah, you know? Most certainly, yeah. I, I mean connecticut i did a bit of
0: research and he's he's the fifth most fa cup appearances for west ham with 42 wow. fa cup appearances Wow. and then there's three there's three people above him on 43 fa cup appearances and then my next player with the most FA cup appearances
1: <laughs> Okay, doke Right, go for your next player then go on that's uh billy, seems Bond. to, billy bonds mr bonzo oh man and
0: i know that everyone and i know and i know what a legend bobby Moore is and it was so easy to put him in the team but I've, i try to go for people not not in the case of billy bonds that probably don't get the recognition they deserve Yeah, bonzo was always my hero. Well, my second favorite, actually, because my first favorite you're going to see later on. But okay. I'm like a quid for every time I've sung. Six foot two, eyes of blue. Billy Bonds is after you. I'd yeah. be a very rich
1: man. Yes, <laughs> and he, but again, obviously, you know, recently, obviously, with the uh, naming the stand after him and stuff like that, and uh, you know, it's nice that he's getting the proper recognition that was probably a bit bit delayed you know in terms of you know beforehand um i went on with the club before but i just think he is uh an incredible and obviously a guy who showed no emotion was absolutely bawling his eyes out that day and i think there was it was just yeah. amazing wasn't it such a yeah. humble man yeah. such a yeah. humble man um and it's because- sorry it's one of those things
0: yeah. when where, when they come back and manage a club you know that managers are going to get sacked and, yeah. and no matter what how good he is or anything at some point point and it's going to tarnish that reputation
1: yeah.
0: but but i've a quick thing i looked up when i when i was doing the research for this he got his first hammer of the year in 1971 and his last one in 1987.
1: <laughs> that's what i mean it's just that's a remark, to a yeah. yeah i mean it's it, you can't leave him out <laughs> no you good. can't He couldn't. And it's like, you know, he was 42. He was, you know, it was his last, he was 42 when he last played. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, even when he came out for that Newcastle game for the standard, you know, unveiling, he still looked probably fitter than a lot of the first team. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mental. Famously hasn't got a mobile phone. Wow. I know famous well i don't know if he still has one now but he didn't have one because i didn't have one in the last game at the bowling because he turned he didn't come in did he He famously turned turned around because of all the trouble when he's in his family because his family first that's what he's always yeah. been about his family and i, f- I can't remember who it was I think it was Matt Lorenzo. We interviewed him. He, he, his dad would do the interviewing, and and he was lucky enough to tag along. And Bonzo would literally pack. He would take a, you know, four pack from the players' lounge and wouldn't do any interviews. And would go straight home and straight yeah. home to the kids. And that's that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. That's what I like. Yeah. But okay, Billy Bonds is in. That is a that is a strong back three and back four with Parksey. Right. Okay, five in midfield. Go through the team as you've got it, Andy. Go for that midfield as you've got it, man. Written down sebastian Schimmel. oh there we go there's a player
0: yeah i mean again we only had him for two seasons but in his first season he won hammer of the year which i think is everything (laughs) yeah and another thing i noticed when i was picking
1: his team a lot of them got long hair I wonder I why know. that is. Then, Andy, <laughs> I have no idea why. Well, he was good when he had hair, and I think that in the summer he cut it and he was shit. the Samson of football, wasn't he? He was yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah. as soon yeah. as Delilah cut those locks off, that was it, he was yeah. crap. Yeah. Um, and he was like, I remember he was just so exciting when he joined, you know, we hadn't had a right back, a decent no, yeah. no, no, that's disrespect. We hadn't had a modern a, fullback, a modern, f- modern yeah, right back yeah. like yeah.
0: that. that? No, no. And i mean he, was brilliant. The assists he got in that season mm. cause i think at least four or five that led the goals
1: yeah
0: but, but i just I mean, you know you don't know, count me the time because you don't know you're going to do this 30
1: years later exactly <laughs> but, yeah but i mean he's brilliant and you know he still obviously loves the club because he lives in luxembourg and he's his bar in luxembourg is called upton park um <laughs> So yeah, we're trying to get. I'm trying to get him on the channel as well because I think it'd be really funny. But um, yeah, Sebastian's and he was in my eleven as well because oh. I think he made such an impression of me when I was that young because he was like brilliant, and he was like the first. I reckon he was the first West Ham player to wear a hairband. Someone will, someone Kent Hammers or Kent Irons will probably come up with a comment when we when we post this. But I think he was probably the first West Ham player to wear a hairband because he wore an Alice band, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. When he had. Yeah. I reckon. I reckon that. Uh, yes. All right. Come on, Kent. Come up with the goods. He'll tell me <laughs> later on. Right. All right. So, Sebastian Schimmel, who is next, Andy? Surprisingly, another bloke with long hair, Ian Bishop. Oh man, you're. This is like this is like my dream team. You're you're bashing out here, Andy. I'm loving <laughs> it. Let's talk about Bish. Go on talk about Bish. Nine seasons.
0: Wasn't he captain
1: for most of those? A lot of them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you he never won a of a year. And you just <laughs> think, wow. <laughs> But he could spray a ball from anywhere, you know. Give him the ball and he'd put it forty yards that way under someone's toe. Yeah, just,
1: just a remarkable player. It was almost like he was he was too. It happens to a lot of West Ham players. They they play for West Ham in the wrong time in the wrong era because, like nowadays, he would be you know like a bit like David Silver was. You know, he's yeah. like that sort of. Yeah. He was he was a classy player in a time where. Football wasn't not not football wasn't that classy, but you know he would have stood, he would have been more probably suited to the modern football than the, yeah. than he was then. And I um, know oh he's brilliant and he's a top bloke now and obviously mm-hmm. talks to a lot of people on Twitter and we've had him on the channel and lovely guy and you know the stories that he, they 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 tell and Bish famously they used to call him Polo because he always had a pack of polos in his pocket so when he was training, if the if the gaffer came up he'd put a couple in so he didn't stink of booze the night before and i, and I told him this because i ain't to be mad dog and he told me to tell him about it and i said well, you like polo and he went they were extra strong mints actually not polo mints, but you know <laughs> but he was such a lad such a yeah, lad a brilliant guy and his podcast is really good as well of his son's fight it's called five Pints in with Bish. Oh, it's so mate. it's so it's really good, it's really funny. And uh yeah, all right, we'll put Bish bosh in. And because we put Bish in, we'll probably get a like. Ian Bishop will like this video, he'd like this tweet. So there we go. It's all part of the all part of the user engagement. Right, okay. Who is next then, Andy?
0: Mark Vivian foley
1: Oh, that's a player. That's yeah. a player.
0: That was a thought that was I thought the first time I saw him play. I don't think the centre was actually touched the ball because he stopped everything coming through the middle. Yeah. And we we'd never had a defensive holding midfield player. We never played that system. And then we pulled Mark William Foley and it, we we changed the system and he was just immense there. Absolutely immense. He was amazing.
1: Uh, he was he was like the he was the first, wasn't he? He was the first of that sort of massive African-based strong defensive midfield player. You know, he was he was the blueprint which would then lead on to Vieira to lead on to torre to lead on you know because yeah. they as you said no no team really had that sort of really he i mean he was domineering wasn't he and yeah. obviously famously he signed the same day as di Canio as well so yeah. they became yeah. very close and yeah. obviously everyone sees that that sort of trevor sinclair pass for paolo to score but what they don't see is foe winning the ball in a tackle and delivering arguably a better pass to Trevor Sinclair. That was in my opinion, but he was, um, he was brilliant. I, yeah. Farrow was fantastic. God rest his soul. And, uh, yeah. And again, I think he was, I believe, and again, I might be wrong. I believe he was the first African international to play for us. Not the first African, but the first African international to play for us. We've had a lot since, I think we've had 30 now since we've signed everyone. But um, yeah, and again, Kent Kent Irons, my unofficial fact checker, will tell me if I'm wrong, Um, but yeah. He, and he, he he heralded a new era for sort of those at that, that time. I mean, we've had, obviously, Cech K- K- Kiyute. We've had, you know, all these sort of Alex Song, you know, these sort of domineering midfield players from Africa. And it just made some – and obviously, I, I mean, Big Sam, Big Sam, whole team, abdulay Faye. Yeah. Modi Mo Army, you know Papa Bupa Diop, you know all these sort of big defending yeah. players, and it was um, he was the he was the starting point. Okay, we'll put Vivian Fowey in. Who is next then, Andy?
0: There's only two players I can tell that won Hammer of the Year three seasons on the trot. The first one's to Trev. The yeah. second, one's Scott Parker. Scott, Scott Parker. Parker. He almost single-handedly kept us up two seasons running. And then on the third season he just couldn't do it. And we and because he'd just broken into the England team, we flogged him into the spuds.
1: Yeah. And it's one of those things which really winds me up. And every yeah. time and I, I I get really wound up with, with Scott Park, with people with the Scott Parker haters because yeah. of that. Because as you said, he kept us up for two years and he almost kept us up for that third year. You know, and yeah. obviously, you know, we've we had that massive, that great comeback from Spurs the other week. The last time we did it was West Brom away and we had that famous speech, apparently half-time speech from uh, Parker, which Colton Cole had tears in his eyes, he said, yeah. listening to it. And he was brilliant. He was brilliant for us. And I just think it's a terrible shame that people tarnish his reputation at West Ham because he went to Tottenham. And as you said, he was the England squad. He was... His kids he went to keep his kids in school and not obviously not take pay cuts and things like that. But and he carried on playing for us. You know, I think he played the day like the day before he went to Tottenham. I think he yeah. scored it was Watford away or something like that. And uh no yeah, I've got a massive bee in my bonnet about Scott Parker haters yeah. because yeah. also you yeah. know, because these people forget, they forget things, they forget you know, Martin Peters when he went to Tottenham. Yeah. Yeah. They forget Bobby Moore was gonna put in a transfer request, you know, and yeah. go to Tottenham, you know, anyway calm down russ decompress, decompress. <laughs> right scott parker's in who is the fifth member of this midfield again you've mentioned him already trevor sinclair oh sorry oh, oh. <laughs> god dear uh, do you know what i did that the other day and literally the poor guy i was interviewing every literally every person i mentioned the one before and he's like oh i just don't bother us. you can just name my 11 right let's talk about trevor sinclair go on Adam. you talk to trevor sinclair again
0: uh- you know a west ham a player who was playing for west ham at the time he was picked for england yeah <laughs> normally we even even come from our youth system we flog them and they get in the england team yeah. or we they're in the england team like scott parker was at newcastle we bought him and he wanted to remain in the england team yeah but, uh, bona fide trevor sinclair actually got in the england team whilst playing for west end <laughs> yeah and
1: the world cup and the world cup yeah, you know, yeah. it's like yeah. 2002 Yeah. um nah no. And again, very similar to Ian Bishop. You know, he is a, and he, he's such a nice. We've obviously we've had him on the channel as well, and um, yeah, he's a him and Bishop friends of the channel. And because because you mentioned Trevor Sinclair, that's the double. So we'll get a, we'll get a light from Trevor Sinclair as well. Oh, Brilliant. Man. God bless him. No, he's great. Honestly, he was he was. I thought he was again. He was in my team. He was in my eleven, and um, I just I just thought he was exceptional for us. Um. By his own account, so, you know, when we, we spoke to him, he was saying that you know, when he's at QPR, he wasn't happy when he came to West Ham, he didn't think he was going to get in the team at West Ham. Uh, and I was thinking, really, you know, he's like, you're, you're, fucking, you're fucking Jefferson Clare, mate. But uh, um, but yeah, he was so much, he had so much passion for the club, still has lots of the fans, obviously, he's been quite vocal um and i think the fans really respect that and, and bish as well they've both been quite vocal um and uh it was funny because like uh, uh for those who have been to the ground since lockdown really we've put all the, the club have puts sort all of stickers outside like old-fashioned stickers of some of the west ham legends and, and greats and um i went round and, and and saw there was a one of trev so i took a picture of it and one of bish and i sent it to both of them to say hey congrats you know you're on you're on the on the wrap around the outside and and they were both so honored to be pictured on the stand, and it was lovely to think of that you know a little picture on the stand you know on the ground but they, they took it to heart and it just shows you how much they thought of the club and how much um it, it, you know how much the fans think of them and uh yeah trevor sinclair always tell the story of my granddad who got rest his soul but when he we went to West Ham, his eyesight was going, you know, realistically, he probably shouldn't have driven a car, really <laughs> shouldn't have. Um, and many scrapes that my friends and my family would would say on the way that, you know, that uh, probably sort of said he shouldn't have driven. to be honest. But his eyesight was going. We had a really good seat. We, we used to sit in the centenary upper, front row, good seats, his eyesight was going. So, pretty much anything good that was done by a West Ham player who was black was Trevor Sinclair. Could have been Shaka. Could have been Shaka. <laughs> and it- only bloody player on the pitch they've got Sinclair. Only bloody player on the pitch, and um, yeah, he and you said he, re- he resurrected his career. It never happens. It, a couple of times it's happened with other international players who haven't maybe got into their representative squads of their national team, and then come to West Ham and then get put onto a another stage like Pi and people like that. But you know, he's um, yeah, it was it's nice to see. Um, and obviously, obviously, Declan now, you know, he's in the squad, so. You know he doesn't need to go anywhere because he's in the England squad. Um,
0: the Centenary Upper because that's what I stewarded for 10 years.
1: Oh, really? Oh, really? Centenary Upper, yeah. I was, I was front row, Centenary Upper, bang in the middle, and uh, with the first three seats to the left or the right of the staircase. And for some reason, I don't know why, I thought it was a really good idea to have a like a stupid hat. I bought one of these, like, it was a, it was it was like yeah. a stupid like mad hatter hat he's got outside from like it cost like a fiver and it had like west ham in various block lettering in different sizes and after about two weeks it ended up being like et am and and but for some reason i and i thought it was great and i thought it was brilliant and looking at it now i look like a right idiot but you know and, and i used to always take it off and put it on when they scored and took it off during the game it was like it's such an idiot, but yeah, no, I love the Centenary Upper. That was a good old stand. That was, it yeah. was good fun. Yeah, because yeah. you could look over and see all the fun between the Chicken Run and the and the Centenary yeah. Lower with yeah. the away fans. Yeah, and that uh, no, was good fun.
0: because we used to get moved like every twenty minutes, they'd move us down yeah. one, one stairway. But when you was on the far stairway, suddenly so you were above the away fans and like looking that way. across, course, you could you're right by the Chicken Run there. It was just, I, yeah, I love that. I love I shooting in
1: that spot. Yeah, because it's just so entertaining, was not it? I mean, yeah. sometimes, I mean, particularly that time, I remember some, some not dark times, but I remember, you know, I remember playing, I think it was Leeds, and we lost 3-0. I don't think we had a shot on target. I think Mike Newell was up front for us. and oh, cool. uh, And I remember literally just sitting there, the whole game, just watching the away fans and the and the cheeky run lot just having a having a right giggle and it was just brilliant. I used to love it. That's the thing I missed. I, that's the thing I missed. That, like you know, doing the job by obviously doing this, the music at West Ham is that sort of seeing the fa- seeing the crowds because you can't see the crowds or hear the crowds so much. So, but yeah, that was fun. I used to love that. It was great fun. Right, okay, that's the fight. That is a strong midfield. I tell you. Right, let's go up front. We've got two up front. Who's your first striker today, Andy? um i'm going off piste here i've gone paul kitson that is a great shout that is a great shout paul kitson
0: yeah arguably the second best strike partnership at west ham ever i guess after cotty and mcavini and i think the fact that he scored eight goals in 14 games that kept us up that year
1: yeah yeah Yeah. and um, i'm him and hartson were just they but they hit the ground running as a partnership didn't they they joined um which was amazing absolutely amazing to see um I, I i once saw paul kitson and it sounds like an episode from alan partridge really i once saw paul kitson in a Woolworths buying a bin bag full of pick a not <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't sound like it sounds like monkey tennis or camping with chris Akabusi. but yeah i saw paul kitson buying pick mix in and he played really crap the next day and i was thinking too many flumps too many flumps but, um, no, yeah. He was great, wasn't he? I just thought he was like a really, really good striker and I definitely underappreciated. Yeah. Um obviously you've had, had, had John on, um, met Arsenal on talking about him and I think he put Paul in his team and he talks, just spoke about how they just literally for you yeah, know, some partnerships you just just click and they just clicked and thankfully they did because obviously he would have gone down famously that year. Um yeah. But yeah, just-
0: scoring eight score he scored on his own debut against spurs but tick two against chelsea three two win tick yeah two against everything two two draw tick and then <laughs> actually- for wednesday when we beat him 5-1
1: yeah True. but it, it happens though does it it happens yeah. really so often that west ham like players make their debut against tottenham and score obviously hmm. cotty and and various others and um and Hartst himself um you know he scored yeah. and yeah. famously sort of you know kissed the badge and he, he did say actually when we did, he was interviewing, yeah, my agent said, you know, you know, big game today, you know, and he, he knew used going to score because he saw, he saw he was up against Sol Campbell and he just had Sol in his pocket all the time, he reckons. And he, he said, I saw this ball come over and Russ, I can tell you, mate, I was going to go for it. And I know Campbell, we were both going to be in the net, the ball and Sol Campbell. And my agent said, if you scored, make sure you kiss the badge running because I did that. And it's like, I felt such a fraud, but actually I, I meant to do it it wasn't like i was you know it's like he told me but i was gonna probably do it anyway but uh yeah no paul kitson i love uh, and i'm really enjoying this 11. i'll be honest right okay who is the final piece of the bridges pie
0: my absolute hero jeff hurst oh i just I, I, the first time i ever saw a famous person because i lived in east i lived in forest gate you don't see famous people but yeah. in between Halley road where i lived and Moniga road there was a chinese laundry in the early 70s and i was about eight and i was just walking past it and this green capri with a black vinyl roof pulled up to first guy out and i was I, I i was i didn't know what i wish i it's my one regret i didn't say something because he was my hero
1: yeah
0: and he was stood in front of me and i didn't i was too nervous to say anything it's but uh, i just the only time i've ever ever wanted west end not to win was when he came back with stoke and i was praying for a draw
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's>, mean, uh... <laughs> that just shows you doesn't it? it's like how how much a, one player you know means something to you yeah. i'm the same not so not so decorated with my one um as sir jeff hurst the world cup winner and the only players to score a yeah. hat trick the actually mine's pete butler that's, right. that's that's my one that's my one because that was the first footballer i met oh. and uh yeah he's he's my you know i don't get Star struck or anything like that, but I got really star struck with Pete Butler. How yeah. is it? You know, it's like I was into it, he was just the loveliest man, and he still texts me to, you know after every game to say, Oh, good win for the Hammers today, or, or, or you know, good world to get a draw. And I was like, Oh my god, Pete Butler just texts me, but yeah, to Jeff Hurst, he's just you know what he did, not just for not West Ham, but for England, you know. And it's like I actually once had a wee next to Jeff Hurst famously, um it was me. No, it was it was jeff hurst me sir clive woodward i was like the thought the rose in between two thorns it was like you know it was the most regal piss i've ever had in my life you know what i mean it's like you know <laughs> oh, i and always that, forget that
0: and i know that everyone i know simon mentioned it that the hat trick in the world cup final but you look at who's played in world cup finals since some of the top world-class strikers that appear in world yeah. cup finals and they've never got no one's ever got a hat trick no. But but I've looked it up and apparently C- Carrie Lloyd <laughs> did it for the USA in 2015. She's um she's yeah. also got a hat-trick in a World Cup final for the USA.
1: Well, there you go. Well, there yeah. you go. Well, you can still keep that that yeah men's World Cup. Yeah, 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 yeah. men's World Cup. No yeah, the men's World have... Cup. But yeah, that's fair enough. But that no, but I, yeah, I just and I think you know he's he, he obviously gets the ground quite a lot and you know I just think you're right. It's like it was It was. it's funny when you when you talk about you know as i said i, I mean so jeff is just
0: you know obviously
1: there's, not, there's he's the only one of those three left now isn't he bless him and uh yeah i hope we we, we sort of cherish that and it's the same with like the you know a lot of boys who have you know, he won the, you also know, 67 and, and, you know, that 75 and the 80, were, you know, FA cups. There's not many, you know, there's, it's not a huge pot of people they need to cherish and, and make sure we keep those, those, you know, those memories going because you said with, with Martin Peters going you know, last, last year it was, wasn't it? I think. And obviously Bobby, you know, it's, uh, He's the last one, and it's in of the of the West Ham three, and it's it's a shame, but uh, yeah, we should be revering him as much as we can, which is why we do his channel, so he can have a, sh- you know, and I'm sure he doesn't need a shout out for my YouTube channel, but you know, it's great that you know that we can we can talk about these players, and you know, oh, the, the partnership of Hurst and Kitson, oh, yeah. oh, no. salivating at the prospect
0: oh, and bring you
1: in the balls, oh,
0: <laughs> on the. On
1: the on the bowling green of Upton Park, of Upton Park, the bowling green of London Stadium, rather. Upton Park on the bowling green, but That's yeah, Stadium up, was. Up night, under, the, under the floodlights. <laughs> what is it? What is it about West Ham under the lights? I don't know. I don't understand. But everyone always, you know, it, there is always something special with night games, Upton Park and London Stadium, obviously, more so Upton Park because we were there longer. But those night games, I don't know why they were so special and why the team's more likely not turned up didn't they You're thinking if only they could have just done that every in saturday you yeah. know we, we would have been all right we might have won something you know apart from the few FA Cups, we could have been somewhere in the leagues i don't uh, get it why but yeah anyway we'll leave that on, the, on that note on that ponderous <laughs> note and you it's been lovely chatting to you thank you for your time and i appreciate you for coming early as well you yeah, know well, and he well, well, came a well, bit well, early well, for me so it
0: was one of the toughest things I've ever
1: done. Uh, everyone time. says that, do you know? I and mean? I mean, no disrespect as as an experienced fan, Andy, you've got more of a spread than me, exactly. and and some other people, so I, I'm not surprised. But saying that, you know, I mean, funny, the majority of your team have come from the sort of the the sort of mid '90s onwards, really, isn't it? Really, yeah. so a few a few, you know, like the Hurseys and the Bonzos and um and Parksey, but everyone else was sort of you know mid '90s onwards. So. Yeah. No, I like that. It's a good mix. That's a nice mix. It's not just like staying in the past, you know, but, you know, littering it with a few. There's so people like, I think, Shemmel and, and Sinclair on the wings. Oh, Moomax. That'd be yeah. brilliant, man. But uh, no, thank you. I really, really appreciate your time, man. And hopefully, hopefully you'll be back whenever that may be. We do not know to be playing the tunes back at back at the London Stadium. And I know that will be a, a great time to be back. And I um, um, can't wait i can't wait to get it just it's just just wrong watching it without a crowd (laughs) it is wrong and it is wrong uh yeah and it's frustrating because nothing we can do about it but it's as you said it's like you know you see a lot of theaters opening now and things like that yeah you would think there that, that was the, that's the next natural progression, but obviously it's the it's the it's the biggest because you know going from a I don't know a few 300, you know, 300 400 theater to going to a sixty thousand state that's going to be a huge risk, isn't it? So uh, we'll, I I think we'll think get we'll do it gradually, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, it will be, it will be. But as soon as soon as fans in there the because I just think you know talking to a lot of players, ex players as well. You know, some of them may be you know famously, obviously we did that. When we played Castilla in 1980, I want to say and and famously we that was behind closed doors. And uh it, you know, speaking to players that around that time, they were like, "How you know strange it was." And obviously, talking to players, the modern players, you know, what the effects the crowd have on you. And they go, "Yeah, sometimes you know we need that. You know, if you're not feeling great, that 10 20 percent that the crowd gives you just takes you over the line." And uh yeah. But then we're playing quite well at the moment, isn't it? So it's like it's like it's yin and yang, yeah. But it's not about the football, is it? It's about the it's about getting back and seeing all the mates and going for a beer and shooting the shooting the breeze at halftime and stuff. And if you guys are you know just watching all the all the people dancing to all the music and tapping their feet and nodding their head, that's what it's all about, yeah. man, isn't it? Yeah. But um Anyway, so um from me and Andy everyone take care everyone stay safe wash those hands if you like it like share subscribe whatever you know on YouTube or if you're watching it on Spotify uh Apple uh podcasty thing Alexa Alexa play my hammers eleven um that's going to work one day i can't wait it's going to work one day with someone um (laughs) we'll get all the we have to get the listenership somehow andy so there um for me and andy take care everyone stay safe wash those hands come on you irons and we'll see you very very soon take care everyone stay safe